I think I just made that up. I think you did too. <laughs> but we're live. No. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Isn't that a song? I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't recognize it. Anybody in the chat? I have to tell you that I had a dream the other night. Okay, Zachariah. I mean, Lene, go ahead. <laughs> I had a dream. Pretty sure Zachariah it's... has lots of dreams. That's why I said that. I'm pretty sure it was prophetic. Okay. We were at church. Uh-huh. And I had people with me. Uh-huh. Their names were Kim, Chloe, and Courtney Kardashian. Oh my God. No, you're being stupid. I swear I had that dream. What a goal. I swear. And then um, they were staying at my house. You realize I was like this interested, and now I'm like really this interested. It could be prophetic. You don't know. More like pathetic. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you know that I texted someone that? And I was doing the talk to text, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm pretty sure, because I was joking, like, I'm pretty sure it's a prophetic dream. When it read it back to me, it said pathetic. Nice. And I was like, change it now. <laughs> but anyways, and they Siri stayed at my house, me. and they also went to Bush Gardens. <laughs> okay. So interpret that dream. I was about to ask you. In- interpret you in- that. You interpret it, because I do not think that's prophetic. I think you watch way too much Keeping Up with Kardashians. I don't even watch it. I don't have cable. Really? Yeah. What do you think it was about? I mean, I do have them on Instagram, Snapchat, you, yeah, and Facebook, I think, I think but... You, I think you dwell. <laughs> I pray for them, so... You dream way more... Do you dream a lot? I do not dream a lot. I mean, I don't remember my dreams, you know what I mean? I haven't been dreaming a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Like, in the last couple months, I haven't had, like, a lot of spiritual, significant dreams. I'm talking about anything. Oh, but I dream yeah, constantly. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't remember hardly any of my dreams. Oh yeah, I dream all the time. Yeah. I even had a dream about a frog the other night. Wow. No. I think this is probably more prophetic than the <laughs> Kardashian. I had one. a dream that there were two frogs. Wow. Yes. I, in okay. my bathroom. Yes. And one of them <laughs> was dying, and yeah. one was living. Yeah. And I was excited for the one that was living, okay. and I felt sorry for the one what dying. What this means? I don't know what that means. You're gonna have. <laughs> Seven years of plenty, <laughs> followed by. I think someone's already used that one. Oh, come on, that's weird. One was dying. Yeah. How like, was it? And, like, what did it look like? Like, oh, like, I'm glad you asked because okay. I really remember the one that was dying. <laughs> if you would have spit so that stu- out. Oh, that would have been great. One, the one that was dying was like stretched out frog. Of course. But it had like. Like, it was bloody on the inside. Oh, my lord. Yeah. What do you mean inside? Like, you could see it's inside. Like, you could see, like, the blood. Oh, Like, it yeah, wasn't yeah. gushing blood, but you yeah, could yeah, see, yeah. like, the blood Bruce. underneath the skin and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we have skin, yeah. I know, but, like, I'm sure it's called... Not I don't skin. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Frog skin. Okay. It's not called, like, scales or something. That's what I was thinking. No. Like... That would be great if you said frog scales. <laughs> That I would have never. I already thought it. So. <laughs> According to the Bible, then it's what's in my heart and what I believe. Wow. <laughs> Welcome wow. back to the podcast. This is um, super intelligent. I don't know where we're going with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. All right. Um, oh, it's so hot in here, though. I don't feel it's hot. I, I'm drinking coffee too. I'm drinking coffee too. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> What's in that one? Water. Oh, okay. For when I'm done with my coffee. Are you still, um, are you, st- you still doing it? Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going good. When's the last time you broke it? Thanksgiving Day. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that was the only time. You feel different? You feel better? Yeah. Or 
is it just like, ah, I'm just doing keto? No, I feel good. I feel good. The biggest thing I felt on keto was I didn't feel bloated. Yes, um, I love that. Yeah, I, I get bloated a lot by like bread. Bread's the, I don't, dairy doesn't affect me. Yeah, I could, me I could literally eat my weight and cheese and be yes. fine. But bread, yep. like, oh my goodness, my tum bum would get like so bloated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your what? <laughs> my, my tum bum. You never heard us call that before? Nope. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm sweating now. Anyways. Um... <laughs> I think everyone is not watching now. No. They've already clicked off because oh, we took just, way too much time to like set up. I don't know. Now pour, pour out, out your, your spirit. spirit, Lord. All right. So today we wanted to do part two mm-hmm. of the message I talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you know where we left off last no. time? Not at all. Okay. Great. We probably should have done that in probably some prep thing, too. Yeah. I know we didn't cover um, devouring yet. I think right. we were kind of more on the through, consuming. We just got through the yeah the consuming, the mm-hmm. chewing, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had somebody message me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to share their name. Yeah. But they said, um, they said, uh, I'm still chewing. Hopefully, they're not chewing on my message. But they said they said they said that they're still chewing on the message from a couple weeks ago. And um, the part that they said they were struggling the most with, not struggling, but just kind of like working mm-hmm. working through, was the um, how do they put it? Let me see if I can pull it up on my thing. Nobody can see it from over there. We hope uh, not. Nah, that'd be fine. Uh, I'll, I'll shield it. <laughs> I want to get the wording right. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to miss misquote. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, "When my slow computer comes, here we go." Okay. <laughs> um, they said mostly about the part where I have to be respectful and not offend other believers. Ooh. So I think you know, talking maybe about um. Um, like where we prefer a, a brother over ourself. Mm-hmm. Where did I put that in? I don't um, know, but that one hurt my feelings as well. Yeah. Because I think one of the things you said too was the fact that like if we loved like Jesus loved, mm-hmm. then we would care more about our brother and sister's heart right. more than we care about our right. offense and our feelings. Yeah. Oh, and I, I didn't know, like that part either. I know what it was. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my feelings are so much more valuable than my Thank people you. around me. Thank you. Um, it was in, what scripture? So it was Galatians five. It says, um, "I'm trying to find it." Okay, but you, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only this is five thirteen. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. And so um, what I get from that is like Paul's talking about how certain brother, how certain people have liberties that other people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, don't use that as an opportunity for the flesh, but in love, serve one another. And so I gave the example, and I knew this was going to step on some toes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it stepped on this particular person's, but like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to get it out there. Um, might as well talk about it. People are, talk, people are talking about it anyways. Might as well talk about it. Yeah, my coffee. Um, <laughs> sip your tea, mm-hmm. and um, so I was talking about like drinking, right? Right. Um, and I'm not here to say whether I think it's wrong or right or whatever, but some people have no problem with drinking mm-hmm. alcohol. 
I mean, obviously the getting drunk thing is clearly wrong. Right. Um, but drinking, you know, some people think it's fine. Some people don't think it's fine. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you knowingly, like, um, I talked about, you know, we, we say we don't want to impose our beliefs. Paul says don't impose your liberties on another brother. And a lot of times... I like I like how he said just side note yeah I like how he said the liberties part so you you are allowed to like impose the truth on your brothers and sisters right. you're allowed to like speak about that kind of stuff but right. as far as the liberty part right that's what he was talking I mean, about right what do you mean like truth like just um, the truth of the word and oh just, yeah, yeah you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's okay to like go to your brother and sister and like correct and right and that sure. kind of stuff but what he said yeah. to, that is not good is yeah. your liberty yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I point out in the message, I think is probably where this person um, maybe is struggling a little bit, or I'm sure a lot of people, is where a lot of times when, when I say don't impose your beliefs, a lot of times imposing looks like posting. Mm. Um, and so the example that's really relevant for the American church right now in our day and age is you have... I don't know, maybe half, let's just call it, let's just split it down the even, split it down the middle. Half feel drinking is bad, half mm-hmm. feel it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones who, fit, the way I interpret the scripture in this and other scriptures um, is that the ones who feel it is okay, the responsibility falls more upon them to maintain their brother's heart. Mm-hmm. And actually, not so much their heart, but their relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is up to if you feel you are the one with the you have more liberty than another person, then just like Spider Man says, with great power comes great responsibility. Actually, res- his uncle said that. But well, okay, I didn't. Okay. Know, I'm not gonna make it convoluted. Bring uncle saying. Uncle Ben into this. I'm just saying that's who said it though. Anyways, um, the the responsibility relies falls more on you to like not make another brother stumble, mm-hmm. not make another fall, fall into anger, all that so stuff. So what does that mean? Like doing it in their face okay, or so doing exactly. it publicly? Right. Is that what you're saying? Um, so the way I put it is this. If you feel it's okay to drink, that's fine. Go do whatever you want. But if you are going to like post a picture of you drinking or whatever um, and you know that there's people in your life, like who you're connected to, I'm not just talking about people out on in the internet I mean, we can have a discussion about that too. Right. But I'm more talking about like what we would qualify as your church family. Right. If you know they have a problem with it and, you're, and your attitude, whether you want to admit it or not, is like, I'm going to do this and I don't really care what they think. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not under the opinion of man or what that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you go ahead and post it knowing that it's going to offend them. Um, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've fallen prey to this, not necessarily with the drinking thing, but other things. Um, and I've had to like, um, deal with conviction about that. Cause mm-hmm. what's happening is I'm saying, <clears throat> I love my liberties more than I love my brother. And if you really are like saying, well, I don't want to be under the fear of man, this and that they're just under religion. Yeah. I was going to say, what do you say to those people who are just like, well, like the people who are offended need to get over it. What, what do you say to that? I mean, how much love is there in that statement? I, well, I agree with that. No, I'm asking. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's I would, a good that's way what to I, say That's it. what I would say. Like, there's no love in your heart. Yeah. Um, and, and if you so really want to So even if you think it's like... So you're saying that the mindset and the heart set should be... Because um, it's not about whether I feel that it's right or not. Mm-hmm. It's just about whether they think it's right or not, and then I don't want to offend them. 
right? Say it again. So it doesn't matter if I think it's right or wrong. Right. I just need to be concerned whether they think it's right or wrong. Right. And if they feel that it's wrong, then I should not put that out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's my belief. Yeah. And, and I know saying this, there's going to be people out there who's going to ruffle their feathers mm-hmm. because, and I have this in my heart too, we hold so dearly our quote-unquote rights. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my right to do that. Right. I have the right to do that. And I just feel like that's such a non-kingdom way to think Mm -hmm. like when you when you um became a slave to righteousness and and jesus saved you you gave up your rights right you're you are Mm -hmm. fully given to him and so your whole like i'm entitled to do this and nobody's going to tell me not to like that's clearly wrong and i'll just be honest with you i'll make it so it's not really the the thing that they're doing it's more the heart behind it always it's the heart behind it I'll give you an example from my own life. Um, I'm a, I, you know, I, this is a touchy subject, and so if I'm going to say something this bold, I should be able to, you know, look at myself. This past Halloween, you know, my, there's pe- Halloween is also very divided in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people hate it. People think it's fine, whatever. Um, we, Which we also have a podcast on. We that. do, yeah, <laughs> and we d- this div- divulge our whole entire my whole opinion on that, and. Spoiler: I, I think it's okay as long as you're in it, whatever. <laughs> and I think it's completely wrong. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I had a moment of conviction, but I pushed past it, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I kind of ignored it. One night we did um, uh, pumpkins, like jack o' lanterns, mm-hmm. with the kids and carved them and stuff. It was mm-hmm. so much fun. The kids loved it. And then um, I was really proud of how mine turned out because I never did it before. Right. And so I took a picture of it. Yeah. And I was like, I want to put this on Facebook. And something in my heart said, "You probably shouldn't do that because there are people who are you 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 are like deeply connected to in your mm-hmm. church, whatever, who are not okay with it, and they might you are getting your phone blown up right now. It's a group chat so with offensive. the ladies. Um, there's people who might struggle with that, but I just said whatever, mm-hmm. and I posted it anyways. And turns out it actually did kind of ruffle some feathers with people. Right. Um." And I'm going to be honest, that's a place where I failed. And I should have listened to the Holy Spirit because I allowed another brother or sister to stumble mm. into offense, into hurt, into questioning, into whatever, when their day was fine. Right. Um. Yeah, and, and so like me as a person who feels they have the greater liberty, I have the greater responsibility to maintain my brother's heart. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Mm, no. No, nothing? No, I have thoughts, but I'm just kind of thinking about them because now I'm just just trying to think of things that I may have right. done just out of that. I don't care. Like, I can do it if I want to do it. And listen, I understand because then, then people like, I'll say my, myself, I start to get fearful because it's like, well, gosh, do I have to like walk around? On eggshells, like on egg- everything and, and, I say and do. And no, I, I don't feel that. Like, for me, there are certain things that are just like clearly people you know have issues with um in this day and age literally everybody has an issue with something Mm -hmm. and if i try to go around and like protect everyone's heart you're gonna be fruitless like i'll never be able to post about anything republican well you're gonna live in so much anxiety too like you're just gonna live so anxious like i can't offend them and i can't offend them and i can't offend them it's less about it's less about just 
all of that. It's more about the heart. Like yeah. if you feel the Holy Spirit convict you on something, then then listen to that. You know. So are you saying that even before we post something on Facebook, we should probably pray about it? Probably. Yeah. It's funny. People <laughs> usually post before they pray, anyways. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking. I was like, oh, maybe I should start considering yeah. things before I just throw it out there. Yeah. So I know he said, or that person um, said that they struggle with that. And so, um, yeah, I hope that hope that gave some clarity. Listen, that's the clarity that's going to bring is not going to make it any easier, right? But this is the this is the not the non glamorous, but this is the real part of being mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, loving the worship songs, um, getting you know wrecked in the altars, discovering new stuff in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's all fun. Where it really takes. Uh, a root or whatever is when you start bearing fruit. Right. And this is fruit. Like yeah. when you are preferring another brother over yourself. Yeah. Being I, selfless. Speaking of fruit, um, Rachel Caruso, yeah. she posted something on Facebook about how Christians, like we need to be kind. Yeah. And she, I, I should have like pulled it up so I could read it. But, and I don't usually comment on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I'm like, I don't want to get into like a debate with someone on that or whatever, but were, were people debating about it? Or something? Well, not debating, but just like almost, you know, like yeah, we should be like that, uh-huh. the, you know, that kind of thing. And I did comment though, and the only thing I said was just that, you know, kindness is a fruit that we should be producing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just what yeah. we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's not something that needs to be, you know, a twenty-minute or thirty-five-minute sermon on it, right? We should be producing that just because, yeah. but anyways, that was just a side note of yeah. producing fruit. And, and I think we talked about this in the last one about, you know, spiritual maturity mm-hmm. is not what well, we lay hands on people and they recover. Mm-hmm. That comes with just loving Jesus right. and things happen like that. Yeah. The maturity in Christ is when we start loving people who um, yeah. are mean to us yeah. and offend us. That's yeah. maturity. Yeah. So... You Anyways, think, you think about fruit like fruit is not the um, the beginning of something. Fruit is the byproduct mm. of a tree growing and maturing wow. and getting older. That's good. Come on, and <laughs> and I think a lot of people in the church, and myself included, you look at times in my life where I haven't producing fruit. You, I can trace it back to where I was not um, letting the Lord prune and grow me. Yeah, and people who. All these Christians, we can think, we can. I'm sure you can think of people right now in your mind, mm-hmm. Christians who are just angry, mean, mm-hmm. like nasty, but they right. but they go to church every day right. or church every Sunday. Those people are not allowing the Lord to work in their life, yeah. and they're not growing. And and I think that's why your sermon was so important because I don't I I think people kind of don't think about the forgiveness part Mm-mm. and the bitterness and the someone's bit me because yeah. you use the biting terminology, yeah. mm-hmm. but. Or I've bitten someone like none of that is we only see like the fruit of the spirit is like, oh, I'm just going to love everyone. And I'm going right. to like there are times when Jesus has to dig into those places yeah. that says I've been bit there. And this yeah. is why I react this way. And this is yeah. why I counteract this way. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why it kind of went home with some people is because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not letting Jesus into these places. Right. And that is stopping me from yeah. producing fruit. Yeah. I okay. agree. That was good. <laughs> okay. That's good. good. You just gave me that look like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not yeah. It's um yeah. 
yeah. it's hard. We'll get more into it. So um, I want before we go because I think what we wanted to talk about was um, what to do if you have been bit and that kind of thing. Okay. But before that, we want to talk about the consuming part. Yeah, I want to talk. I, I don't know if we got to this part, but if we if we already did, it'd be good to do it again. I want to talk really quick. Still in the 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 um, devouring part mm-hmm. about um, like. I think maybe we talk about it a little bit, but you the the when you when somebody bites you and somebody offends you and you're hurt and you begin to chew on that person, um, what is two trees are saying? planted? Is that where you were going? Yeah, Aaron, it's about the heart behind it. Um, yeah, two trees are planted in your garden, and um, you. You can chew it over in your head a lot, mm-hmm. but eventually you're going to want to talk to somebody else about it. Right. And um, I gave this analogy, and I think it's really important, um, where, like, lambs with their tails, like, lambs are born with long tails, and farmers will take this rubber ring and clamp it at the base of their tail where they want it to be, like, you know, cut mm-hmm. off or whatever. And um, what happens is everything on the other side of that rubber ring in the end of the tail will start to grow up and get basically poisonous and mm-hmm. rot. Mm-hmm. And and that rubber ring kind of represents what happens when you close yourself off to another brother. Um, is like you, you put up a wall mm-hmm. and then in in your heart and in your body and your spirit it starts to build up poison. It's kind of like people say um, having bitterness in your heart is like drinking poison mm-hmm. hoping the other person is going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. And then what often happens sometimes is like with new people to a church – they just keep that rubber ring off, and then eventually, if you just leave it on there, the tail will just fall off mm-hmm. and die. And that person, this happens all the time with new people to a body, is they get hurt in the first couple months of them being there. They're not really connected with anybody, and mm-hmm. so they just kind of do with the hurt. Maybe they come for a little while, but then they just like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm not doing right. this anymore. Oftentimes, with people who have been there for a long time or just been in a relationship with people, they will let it build up, and then they almost take the rubber ring off and in nature, if you take that rubber ring off, like in the middle of the process of the tail rotting and getting gross and all that stuff, the poison that has built up in that tail will go into the lamb and actually hurt the lamb. Mm-hmm. And we see this with people where you're hurt, you're you're bitter, you're frustrated, you're not letting the Lord work on your heart because you want to hold on to that hurt. Mm-hmm. And you go to another person and you start to talk to that person about what that person did. And it's just like that lamb in the real world, that poison, if you take that rubber ring off, will actually go to the lamb's heart and oftentimes will kill it. Mm-hmm. And and this is so dangerous for a lot of people because I've found myself falling into this trap. I feel like it's one of the biggest traps the enemy lays for the people in the church. Mm-hmm. And I have fallen into it to where we're hurt and we want to go to other people and talk about it yeah. um, and process, quote unquote, our mm-hmm. grief or whatever mm-hmm. um and yeah and um it's, it's dangerous i didn't know if we got to that but i wanted to make sure we hit that before yeah we i don't it. think we actually talked about the poison part. okay yeah so if you if you have that and you've been chewing on a person um do not do not go to another person um and i'm i'm trying to get the practice where if somebody comes to me and just says hey this person did this and i'm really frustrated can i talk to you about it i'm trying to and it's hard because sometimes we like to hear the little right. We're little, like, oh, little, tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> spill the tea. You know, um, no, nobody thinks like that. No, never. No. But I'm trying to get to the place where I say, okay, have you talked to that person about this yet? 
will know. Well, okay, when you're done talking to them mm-hmm. and com- and and confronting them in love and humility, then come back. And if it's still not better, I'll go with you to them. Mm-hmm. And then after I tell them that, like follow up, because yeah. oftentimes what happens if that happens to us, we'll just go to somebody else, right? You know, and so um, so if if you if you're hurt. Please do that. Also, if you if somebody comes up to you, please gonna, tell them yeah. that. Like, don't entertain it. Yeah. Um. There's so many proverbs in the book of Proverbs where it says um, seventeen nineteen and oh, sixteen twenty eight. Thank you. Seventeen nineteen. Yep. I mean, he I who, have it in that. Area. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. Seventeen nineteen. That's what that was. Give me another one. And then 1628. 1628. I was having some problems that day getting my scriptures together anyways. Yeah, well. Here we go. A perverse man sows strife and a whisper separates the best of friends. Mm. And so Proverbs is telling us right here that whispers and things done in secret, things spoken about in secret can actually separate and divide people. Mm -hmm. And it says the best of friends. Yeah. Um, And I think we've all seen this in our life where people go around their back and talk to them and they're genuinely hurting and they're trying to like, maybe they are really processing through it, but because they're doing it behind the other person's back and it's not how God designed it to be resolved, it literally like separates people. Yeah. You were going to say something or no? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I... I was just thinking about a situation where I'm, you know, the person is actually going through things and all I'm seeing is the outward um, things that's happening or right. the things yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing that outward and I'm just like, Ugh, how dare they? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, when really, if I went to them, I would probably hear the truth about yeah. what's really going on in their heart. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would just be mindful of that too. For people to be mindful of yeah. that. Because I, I, I'm guilty of that, where I just see like yeah. how they're reacting in life or how they're yeah. doing things, and I'm just like, well. I'll give a good example um, from my own life where, where, where I, me and Tiffany kind of both screwed up. Um, several Sundays ago, like months ago, I was speaking on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and I had asked Alejandra. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you already immediately know because you were involved with this. I had asked Alejandra to do a interview with me on stage right before my sermon for connect groups and like I'd asked her earlier in the week she said mm-hmm. yes I was like great perfect um and then so I was like that and I had a really heavy message that day too um cause I was talking about um something else I don't remember what I was talking about I don't, I don't remember either um but I was I was really like concerned about it oh, I yes was, I do oh yeah 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 wild sheep wild sheep domesticated sheep domesticated sheep, yeah. sheep. okay I remember now but I mean I was so like not nervous, but Sheep I was... Sheep run through your, your sermon. There's, there's a parallel here. I know. I know. Okay, got um, it. I didn't even do worship. Like, I, I wanted to just be in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. And um, so I even walked up to Alejandra. How'd that work out? Yeah. I <laughs> even walked scared. up to Alejandra uh, before service and said, hey, you still good? She said, yeah, I'm still good. And um, so I'll just tell you what I saw. What happened. Uh-huh. And so um, fast forward to it's the beginning of worship. The first worship songs kicked off. And Tiffany leans over to me and says, hey, Alejandra says, like, she has to go, like, right after worship. We try to make sure it's fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, she told me she could do it. And I immediately got frustrated. Because, mm-hmm. and, and this is not against Alejandra. This is just a, a, a thing with 
kids, people her age, uh-huh. is this like FOMO, fear of missing out, always committing to stuff or bailing on stuff because they want to go to something mm-hmm. else, or over committing, right? And just like, and I'm like, I have not only have I asked her like week, days in advance to do this, but I'm also like trying to focus focus on my sermon. Just I was frustrated, mm-hmm. and so I turned around and like me and Tiffany were like she was sitting right behind us, mm-hmm. and we were like. I remember what I said, like, are you really, like, do you really have to go? Like, seriously? <laughs> or whatever. And then um, tell your side of the story. I don't even remember all of it. I just... So it, it was mostly your fault, for sure. Right. Because you had asked Alejandra. So what, what happened was, <laughs> where was Todd at? She was there. Alejandra was going to take her because the her. car situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had asked Alejandra to take Tatiana to her... Dentist, dentist orientation thing, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> We're just telling all the business, right? right. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but here's the problem, like because I didn't know that, right? I thought Alejandro was just being um, whatever, right? Like, I got frustrated, mm-hmm. and because you guys didn't know how much pressure I was under, mm-hmm. and because you didn't know what I was talking about, and right. later on that sermon, like you kind of felt the gravity of like mm-hmm. the importance of it and stuff. And it, the the problem is we but you got frustrated with with me and Tiffany mm-hmm. I got frustrated with y'all you know mm-hmm. and because we didn't actually see what was happening behind right. the scenes we just saw the outward right actions right and that happens that's a long story of all to say that happens so many times where a waitress walks up and they do something whatever and we're like why is she something right. whatever and you don't know that she may just got up a phone call yeah she may just be a, a, a jerk right or she. <laughs> Clearly, the, uh, definitely a possibility. <laughs> or, you know, we all know what I'm talking about. Like she may yeah. have got a terrible phone call yeah. or she may be just struggling to be there. Yeah. Um, it's always better to prefer something that I've been on recently. Tiffany's been talking to me about, like, not talking to me about, we've been talking to each other about this, about preferring a brother over ourselves, preferring mm-hmm. people over ourselves. And I don't like doing that because I'm pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, that proverb, it's better to give than receive? Yeah. No. <laughs> Receiving things is amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. You're not right. No, well, I'm just telling you. Um, and I have to work at that, mm-hmm. like at preferring a brother over myself mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Anyways, um, anything left on that before we yeah, get on Yeah, and by it? the way, like Tyler did not speak to me for three weeks after that. It's true. He chewed on it. He, it's true. No, I I'm kidding. We actually chewed. squashed it pretty quick. Yeah. And, like, Here, here's how it should do. Like, should do. Should happen. We, the four of us, was like, let's go outside. Yeah. And so we went out in the hallway. It was, you mean we stopped during worship to do that, right? Yeah. Like, that's what like the scripture what we, says. Hey, now. Hey. Because, <laughs> well, one thing that I knew, well, first of all, we were in the front row. Right. And I knew we were causing a ruckus. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, we were all just, like, huddled together talking yeah. to each other. It was so obvious that yeah. something was going on. But I also knew that, like, I I really need to keep my heart, keep mm-hmm. my heart right. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't go into my message, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so... We went out in the hallway, the four of us, and talked, and you explained, and I said, oh, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. you guys apologized, we were good after that. Right. And then that was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Some people will go from that, and then, that was like months ago, to this day, they'd still be upset about it. Right. But I forget about it. And here's the thing is, had we not, like, talked about it immediately, it could have been something where I could, because I know me, mm-hmm. I could have shut down. You got a petty betty. And ha- yeah, I mean, I could have put up a wall and mm-hmm. been like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And just been like, like attitude for yeah. weeks, yeah. really. Yeah. But anyways, so it's yeah. good to get that out. Good. 
Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> All right, cool. Long, yeah. long story for that. Hey, airing our stuff. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't want... I'm not saying this is anybody at this church or whatever, but I know this is a, a stereotype with a lot of churches with pastors who like will say something from the pulpit or whatever, but they won't actually ever bring you into their life. Mm-hmm. Or I, I just refuse to do that. I love the example that our pastor gave a couple weeks ago about how him dealing with anxiety coming right. from his last church. Right. And I just so admire that. And I want to aim to do that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a fear, I think, among this is getting a little introspective. There's a fear among ministers that if you do that, the people will think, well, you're not any better than I am. Why should I have to listen to you or whatever? Right. And maybe some idiot will feel that way. Right. Like, but you're just a, a dumb person. Right. I would rather, like, I, I actually feel people will, will think, you understand me. Yeah. And you're a real person. Yeah. And because when I was younger or just, you know, not in the position I am now or even in the position I am now, I look at other people and like your life is unobtainable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how I can relate to you. I'm just a normal person trying to get through life, and you're over here talking about hosting the presence. <laughs> like, give me a break. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I may not have a job tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but if we can. And you're not talking about the connect group. No, I'm not talking about the connect group. <laughs> please don't. Please. I'm not gonna... Please clarify so no, that they I'm don't just, get offended. I'm talking about just like I'm talking about me. Like I no, preach. I, I preach like that. Like legit, just sitting there like. Everything is all about the presence and right, not yeah, real whatever. life. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we've all been in a situation where we've had a terrible day. Yeah. And we go in and the pastor's talking about this ethereal, yeah. just <laughs> presency, the love of Jesus uh-huh. being the fruit of the whatever. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, I can't. Thank what, you. Whatever. And sometimes. You're like, if you would have had my day, you wouldn't be please. even like. <laughs> yes. And sometimes people need to hear that like. Yeah, I got angry at my wife last right. night, yesterday, and right. we had a fight, right. but we worked it out because right. of this and this and this. Right. And that sometimes gives people tangible things yes. that they can hold on to mm-hmm. as they move forward to hosting the that yeah. sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. Um, so, consuming? Consuming, yeah. So, um, for consuming, we go back to Galatians 5. Um, Paul is... I believe he's he's laying out like the three levels of dealing with hurt in a negative way, like how mm-hmm. a person goes through it. So first you're bitten, somebody offends you, or maybe they say something, maybe they don't say anything, and just whatever. Something happens where you are offended, hurt, upset, whatever. And then when you don't deal with it, you start to chew on it, devour it, and you maybe go to other people about it, but you mm-hmm. just replay that situation in your mind. Ultimately, consumed comes when... You chewed over the situation. Usually it happens, you start chewing the situation. So if, let's say we never resolved that thing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I would have chewed over that. Like, what, why did Alejandra, why did she do Right. And, and me would, and Alejandra would have been yeah. like, I can't believe they did this. so upset, yeah. yeah, dramatic, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then what would usually happen was, is this, and I'm speaking from my own experience, I would chew over the situation, but eventually that, that chewing the situation would lead into me saying, Alejandra, she just commits too much to stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just chewing the person. Right. Has nothing to do with the situation. Now I'm just chewing the person. Mm-hmm. And then that is what really like takes a long time. You start nitpicking. And the next time you see them, you, you see things in their character that validate right. your case. And right. all that mess. The longer you do that, and there comes a point, I can't say a specific time, it may be weeks, months, or years of doing that to where you will eventually like, in my opinion, you, you like consume that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said on Sunday that it's like when like when somebody says, "Yeah, the person's dead to me." Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's where literally you have virtually nothing but hate and right. resentment and bitterness in your heart towards the person. <laughs> a lot of times we see this in our family and you have family members who just like don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And you ask them what it's about and they give you some weird convoluted answer or they don't even answer you at all. Mm-hmm. It's because they don't really even know. Right. They've forgotten, but they've consumed that person in their heart and now they're just angry. Yeah. And there's no love for a, that brother or sister in their heart. They have literally consumed every single part of that person. You're mm-hmm. about to say something or no? No, I was... You're just laughing? Internal laughing at okay. something. <laughs> the, the biggest problem I see with consuming people... Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's terrible, mm-hmm. but this part, I feel like, because um, me and Tiffany have done some like Christian counseling with people a lot, and you you deal with a lot of consumed peoples uh, in Christian counseling, and oftentimes, um, when people consume other people, it's like digesting poison. It, it literally changes your body. And, and, and I've, I've phrased it, I think, like this. It, <laughs> when you consume a person, it literally can change your personality, mm-hmm. change your character. Because mm-hmm. you are you are marrying, like I said, marrying the hurt. And you're saying, nope, I want this more than that person. Mm-hmm. And this is why, I think I gave this example. I was pretty proud of this example. Like, everybody has... Um, Aunt Deborah, this is a fictional person. Nobody's Aunt Deborah. You know, I don't have an Aunt okay, Deborah. Okay, good. I don't either. Um... So Aunt Deborah. Oh wait, I do. At Christmas or Thanksgiving, she's just grumpy. Mm-hmm. She's angry. She's mean. Like, and she's not. She's never laughing. She's grouchy, right? And that's Aunt Deborah when she was twelve or eleven years old. She wasn't just sitting there like mean mugging people. Right. She was a happy little kid. Right. Something happened in Aunt Deborah's life mm-hmm. at some point, and she consumed a person or peoples. Right. And usually once you consume one person, it's easy to consume others. Right. And you just start writing everybody off. Yep. Um, and now because she's done that and literally her heart is full of poison, it's changed the landscape of her heart and how she acts and treats people. Right. And now she's literally a different person than mm-hmm. who God originated her to be. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like me and Tiffany have walked through some spiritual healing with people in Christian counseling who like they're they feel like it's just part of my personality to be this way mm-hmm. um when in reality it's because no that's tied to hurt yeah and i never for, walked through forgiveness i never forgave somebody whatever and it literally changed the landscape of their personality and their character yeah and that's the one of the most dangerous things because once that happens and you're known as the angry person then you begin to isolate yourself and mm-hmm. you can just see this downward spiral and when you look at it like that, like you know, when you kind of step back a little bit, you can see the destructive tools and plan of the enemy to have one tiny little moment of hurt festered mm. and grew. And years later, you have this person who is completely isolated and not only that, but hurting other people. Mm-hmm. These mean, angry people. I'm not trying to pick on the old people, but like usually it happens when you're older. Right, because you've, you've had it. years of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And so like I mean, it can happen when you're younger, but like just for the sake of this conversation, these older people we see all the time, they're just grouchy and angry and mm-hmm. just mean and nasty. I remember that one guy who's sitting behind us when Tiffany almost swung on him and, and, uh, and, the, and the sushi <laughs> restaurant. Almost... Yeah. My, my, my daughter, Madeline, was like, you know, just in the booth being a toddler. And he was he was grumpy old typical grumpy old guy saying, "Well, she needs to be quiet. She needs to sit down." Like saying it right in front of us, right? And like 
I can't believe you. I'm not. I'm not gonna bring up the rest. What happened after that? You can tune in on the nightstand. But people like that, like maybe he had a bad day. More than likely not, because his wife said, "His." I heard his wife saying, "Not again. Stop it." Don't do it right now. Stop. So clearly this is an ongoing thing with this, right. with this gentleman right. of calling out toddlers in public. <laughs> I'm not hurt about it at all. I'm not bitter. No. not no. chewing it at all. No. Love it. We got to walk through some forgiveness at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like you end up like a person like that yeah. where it's just you're angry. Yeah. And you're just nasty. And um, it's because you've consumed people. Yeah. Go ahead. And I want to I say two things. Wow. The, just two, and that's it. <laughs> um, with the consuming, it can affect your physical body. Yeah, yeah. And because I think sometimes people don't realize how much bitterness and hatefulness can mm-hmm. just disrupt everything inside yeah. your physical body. So th- I'm going to say that. The second thing is, a couple years ago, I, it's probably been, when did you, how long have you been here? Like back. Um, like before, like before you even worked here. Yeah. Like, um, like almost four years. Okay. So, um, you, you were speaking one Sunday mm-hmm. and you kind of were saying prophetic things to people in the crowd mm-hmm. and you called me out. Really? And, yeah. Huh. And I was like, you don't know me like that, bro. But anyways, um, <laughs> but I know, but you said from the stage, you were like, Lene, like, I just see this year that you're going to just be filled with so much joy. Oh, wow. But here's the thing is I got a little offended by that because I'm like, I'm a happy person. Right. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Like, right. So why would you think that I need joy? Does that make sense? Are you asking me right now? No. Okay. okay. I'm saying oh, like, like I, that's what I was thinking was <laughs> right, like, right, right, why right. would you say that? Like, right. I'm happy. Yeah. But yeah. The, clearly I'm happy. Clearly. <laughs> Look but at me. But the more that I started asking the Lord, like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, am I not full of your joy? Am I not full? And he said, no, you're not. Like, that's why when someone offends you, you ignore them oh, for two weeks. Oh, that's your boy. Thank you. And then I was like, ooh, that's not pretty. That's not mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I said all that to say sometimes we don't even recognize it mm-hmm. in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where we have to go to the secret place yeah. and say, Jesus, is there stuff in my heart that um, is not pretty yeah. and is not full of joy or yeah. I'm not producing love and kindness right. and all those kind of things? Because it, you might not be to the place that you are a mean and bitter person. Right. It ha- maybe it hasn't been that long yeah. for you to be that person, but there are changes that are happening in your yeah. personality and in your character that they're just slight changes, yeah. but they're they're starting to they're like changing, yeah. weave into a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, on that whole like changes your like there's been so many studies done and it's almost like to the place I haven't I haven't like necessarily looked at them but I've listen to things and I've, I've heard people talk about it and like scientists enough that like secular scientists are talking about how holding on to stress, mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. anger, and bitterness, like those things yep. actually negatively affect your yep. health on a measurable scale. Right. Like it's serious business to yep. where even secular scientists are showing that it's, it's detrimental to your health. And on that, um, oh no, I'm forgetting what I was about to say. Well, and I will go add ahead, to ahead, that because yes, um, oh, I think I've tried to lose weight before. Mm-hmm. And this past year, I have gone through some like inner yeah. healing and forgiveness for mm-hmm. a few people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
now I, I was just talking to the Lord yesterday, driving in the car, and I was just like, why is this time different? Why is this time where I'm more like, it's not even like a struggle, if that makes sense. Like to it's, like maintain the eating plan, yeah. Like it is, none yeah. of it is is a struggle. I mean, the biggest struggle I have is did I get enough <laughs> fat in my diet right, that day? Yeah. Like that's the biggest struggle. But, um, and I really felt the Lord say it's because you've been taking care of some spiritual things wow. and, and the forgiveness part of it. And so you're almost even like, and it was almost a um, self um, hating thing mm-hmm. to where like I had so much anger and yeah. and hate towards people yeah. that then I started hating myself yeah. too. Yeah. And then I, I wouldn't allow good things to happen to myself. Right. I don't know where I'm going with that, but no, I just yeah. felt like sharing that just because yeah. I think we can think it's just like, oh, it's just spiritual, but it does affect the physical. Yeah, 100%. So. I was going to say this. You were talking about how um, you're saying it's important to go into a secret place to like mm. to hear what the Lord says about you and he can challenge you and stuff. Um, also on that, like, um, it's something that I talked about at the be- beginning of my message when I gave us like two things to work towards because, you know, this stuff is really hard and difficult and mm-hmm. a lot of people really love their hurt. Not they right. love it, but they don't want to get rid of it and they definitely don't want to go talk to that person who right. offended them. So if I, I was like, if I can give some people some things yeah. to work towards. You that said would, two keys. Mm-hmm, two okay. keys. The first one was love of Jesus in your heart. The second one is family. On the whole family part, it is really like I, I can't stress this enough. It is so important for you to be knit together with people, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are really close to you, close enough that they can talk to you about some difficult things, mm. call you out on some things that are that you're struggling with. Like I have people in my life right now who can and have spoken to me about things like, "Hey, can I just talk to you about this?" Like. I'm, I, I saw this happen the other day, whatever. You're a good example of that. That one Sunday, like you were not afraid to, or maybe you were, but you, you did anyways. You talked to me about mm-hmm. how I responded to Alejandra, and I'm a better person for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, if you look at it, and that's what I said earlier, like in, or my message, that people who are isolated and not involved in family are not growing. Yeah. Because there's no iron to sharpen their iron. And here's the thing is, I, I like to sit here and be like, yeah, of course I, I told you how it right, was yeah, yeah. and da, da, da. But that's because we have a relationship. Right. If it would have been anybody else, I might have been like, they got an attitude. Like there was, there's, if there's no relationship, if there's no family there, yeah. then it's kind of even harder to be corrected well, and for, I, for I, correction I yeah. to happen. Or not even, even correction, but just kind of like you said, just the yeah. iron sharpening iron. I think correction's right. Yeah. I would even say that... You, so you it, have to be connected. You, you shouldn't have... You shouldn't try to correct people if there's no relationship. Yeah. I remember having this conversation with somebody like a year ago. <laughs> and they were um, trying to correct this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. And the person wasn't receiving it. Um <laughs> and I said, like, you met this person three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You don't know them, and they don't know you. Right. And now you are trying to tell them. Right. Like, even though what they were saying was was right, mm-hmm. I would I would say, you, you what they're not receiving it because you have no relationship. Right. And some of these things, when you're gonna like say, hey, you're wrong about this, or like in humility, but it right. comes down to like, hey, you might want to look at this. 
there needs to be a lot of relationship and love and trust, because mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. built up between those two people um, in order for that to happen. Right. And this person was just so bewildered of why mm-hmm. this, this other person was not receiving their biblical correction. Right. And, what, and it's because there's no love or trust built right. there. And so I would say if you don't have a relationship with somebody, like do not walk up to them and try to correct mm-hmm. them or whatever. And this is kind of a different subject, but, but, um, I don't know, really look, search out or seek out for it. Like, pursue yeah, I was going to say, if you're a person who doesn't have anyone that could correct you, maybe there's an issue there. Yeah. You're not you're not putting yourself out there to have that type yeah. of relationship either. Let's just go ahead and do this. Like, if you um, are listening to this right now and you're like, you know what? It's scary, but I kind of want that. And that sounds good because... Family relationships don't only, they're not only about correction. Mm -hmm. They're really like, that happens like maybe 5% of the time. Right. I mean, our relationship, you know, is is great. And Mm -hmm. I get a lot more out of our relationship, just correction or whatever. Right. Um, And there's community, there's love, all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Like, I can't imagine going through life without you and a couple other people really close to me because you guys mean so much to me. Um, But if you're thinking or you're feeling that you just don't have that, some of the practical ways that you can have that in our church. It's not going to happen overnight for sure, mm-hmm. and you are going to have to go after it. No one's going to, no one's going to um, just plop it in your lap. Right. But number one is connect groups. Yeah. Start attending connect groups. Mm-hmm. Find somebody. Right. Who who is um, I don't know. You just click with. Yeah. Um, and it may not look exactly like you think it's going to look. Like for instance, um, when Tiffany first got here, she wanted to be a friend to be a. A mom mm-hmm. who was really young with young kids mm-hmm. and, you know, stay at home or whatever. And it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Any people who were like that, they were just really busy. and just wasn't going to happen. They're great. but And I was like, well, me and Lene are great friends. I think you should be friends with Lene, like mm-hmm. coming out or, you know, whatever. She's like, yeah, I like Lene. But she just had it in her mind. What does she want? Right. And eventually when... I mean, I'm always right. And when, when she started, like, you are one, like, we talk about all the time, like, you're one of her closest friends mm-hmm. and have got her through some really hard times mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. And so it may not look exactly like you want it to look right. um, or what you think it should look like, right. but God knows what's best for you. Yeah. And he's going to bring friendships that are going to be, like, really good for you. Mm-hmm. But um, connect groups is a great way to do that. Um, go to functions if you're a woman, like... Um, like the camp, I mean, it just is over, but um, the the ornament exchange you right. guys just had, like the women's right. ministry is doing stuff. Put yourself in a position to meet people. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one key? Was that, was, that your second key? Yeah, I was just tying that back to like you have to be in family in order to have like people call you out mm-hmm. on stuff because you were talking about that. Is that what you're talking okay. About? So, yeah, but your second key was. Hard to hate when you're praying for them, serving them, going oh, low, oh, work, oh. serving, healthy heart, sustains revival. No, was no, I was, I was talking about something else. All right, go to my, what was my first key? Oh, going to that brother in humility and love brings brings it to the light. Yeah. Okay, so th- now we're getting into... Um, <clears throat> what do you do? If, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we, know not what, we know what not to do now. <laughs> what do we do? And it's... Pretty obvious is the opposite. It's a lot more of what not to do than this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's because what what to do is really simple and easy. Right. Um, <laughs> the simplicity of the, the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel. Wow. 
And um, I mean, there's a scripture about this, but we can you can try to look it up if you want to, where Jesus talks about like going to a brother or whatever. But it's we all know it. Um, basically, it's it's what the scripture says. If somebody has offended you, um, it is I say it's your duty, but like it, you're holding offense in your heart towards that person. If you want to squash it, don't just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Don't just pray to. I'm a firm believer in not just praying it away. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times that looks like just not wanting to be confrontational or whatever. And it doesn't always going to, it's not always going to end in confrontation. Right. This is a lie that my wife believes that every single thing you're going to talk to somebody, that's always going to end in a shouting match. It's <laughs> not. Rarely does it ever get to that. Um, the, the first thing to do is to go to that person, but there's, it's important to go to them a certain way. And you've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. Oftentimes, when we are hurt, we are very upset, mm-hmm. very emotional. I do believe in waiting until you feel you're in a place where you're not going to just blow up in their face. Mm-hmm. So if you do need to take a week you know, or so to just kind of process it, pray about it, get through it with the end goal of like, I want to go talk to this person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I guess there's different levels of offense. You know, somebody may just say something kind of rude and it hurts your feelings and like you're like Ugh, I don't really know this person that well, um, but I'll give an example. Okay. Um, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> okay. There's a person um, that I know, uh-huh. and they're kind of the word is like brass. Right. They're just like I see your mind, this and that. Right. Whatever. And um, they, I don't think they're like mean, mm-hmm. but it can come across that way. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple times where they said things to Tiffany. And because she's a sensitive person, it really hurt her feelings mm-hmm. and just the way they said it or whatever. Right. And the first time it did it, I'm like, you know what? It's just that I said to Tiffany, I was like, maybe it's just that person. Just pray about it. It's okay, whatever. But like after the third or fourth time, I said, babe, you need to go talk to that person. Right. She never has, but like, <laughs> I mean, that's my wife. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're praying about it. And, but I would say, like, if it's, you know, when it's somebody you don't really know, if it's a pattern, like, I think you should go talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm more so talking about, like, your, people you're friends with or, like, right. you're connected to in family. Um, and when that happens, you go to them, but go to them in love and humility. And the way I usually approach it is when I've gone to somebody, is like, hey, um, can I talk to you for a second? Like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I just want to process something that happened with you. And I, I'm sure you didn't mean to do this, but this happened or you, you kind of said that and it it made me feel this way like can you just maybe give me some clarity on why you said that oftentimes because here's the here's the lie that we often believe is that person is being intentionally just rude or mm-hmm. mean or nasty to mm-hmm. us oftentimes because i've sat on the opposite side of that chair it was they didn't mean to they mm-hmm. spoke just without their filter or whatever right. or it was just unintentional right unintentional maybe they did say something that was rude but they're like, yeah, I was just, I was having a bad day that day, and I'm yeah. really sorry. Like, yeah. I didn't mean to take it out on you. And then it's over. Yeah. Um, go to that person. I will say this. As somebody who has, um, so sometimes, like, if you, you, you can be the person who's caused offense in people. Mm-hmm. And you can be the person who has offended, uh, this is me, I love, or not I love, but I, I have oftentimes caused offense in people. Mm-hmm. And I have gone to people before many times. And I've said, hey, like, I feel like I've said something or done something. Can we talk about it? And that person's like, you've done nothing. I'm totally okay. 
I'm talking about you. I know. Yeah. And the problem with that is this. I'm not talking about you. I, I trust you and I believe you when you said that. I don't really believe you, but that's fine. <laughs> the problem is that is this. When when there's when I when a person can't reconcile what happened, then the relationship is is like stuck in that place. Mm-hmm. It can never actually move closer. And there's a couple reasons I think this happens. And there's a couple reasons that I've even done that before. Like, you know, in that position of I'm fine. Is number one, if I admit that I've been hurt, I appear weak. Mm. I appear vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to appear like you can hurt me. Right. I want to be strong, whatever. Yeah. The second thing is if I appear offended, hurt, I don't p- appear as as spiritual as I think I right. am. And oftentimes, like, when people have come to me and say, hey, is, are you... And I, and I lie and say, like, no, I'm okay. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. And I really am hurt. It's just I don't want you to let you know that I am really just not right. there. Or that you can affect me that way. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, the, no, I'm good. It's just yeah. me and Jesus. Like, right. <laughs> and and it's, it's it's not true, right? It's just me and Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. <laughs> and um, it really, it, it's, it, it caused a relationship to be stagnant at that mm-hmm. point. Um, one of the biggest points for honor is honesty mm-hmm. there can be no honor in a relationship but there's no honesty yeah um and it's and honesty is hard sometimes and it's yeah. really difficult but um th- this more plays out with me and my wife like me and tiffany um like where i'll just she never really she doesn't sometimes come to me ask me if you hurt me but like I'll, i am offended by something i hurt something and instead of going to her and processing through it, i just stuff it down and be like no i'm fine Mm-hmm. I'm fine. And what usually happens is months later it blows up because right. I just can't keep it in anymore. Right. But so if somebody comes to you, just you know, um, let them let them reconcile. Yeah. Um, so go in humility and love. If if you go to a person and they've offended you and you've gone to them and they're just like, rarely this ever happens. And they're just like, yeah, I don't really care. Then you can go back and get somebody and just like, hey, this happened. Can we can we go to them together and right. have a mediator? Okay. Yeah. That was number one. What was number two? Um, hard to hate when you're praying for them, serving them, going low. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything about number one before we went on to the next one? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I would say about the, like, um, Make sure that it's an actual offense and you're not just being super sensitive either. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I've done that before okay. where I'm just like, um, like the whole someone didn't speak to me in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, huh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fine. Right. I don't have to speak to them either. Yeah. And then again for two weeks. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to speak to them because yeah. they didn't speak to me. Yeah. But that's, again, I'm caring more about me and my, my feelings. Yeah. Then I care about what that person may be going through. Maybe they're not speaking to me because they're like in a deep, dark depression. I don't know. Yeah. So, that, has that really happened to you? Like where somebody doesn't talk to you and you get oh, offended yeah. about it for real? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's a very stereotypical like church thing. I know. I didn't say it was right. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it happened. Oh, wow. No, but I'm just saying like make sure that it's not your heart before you. Right. Can't like, me. yeah, I know me either. But um, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Yeah. I would even just pray about like, Lord, is that a real offense or am I just taking everything way too personal yeah. and serious? I think it's a good idea. Like yeah. when, whenever something, anything happens, we always ask like, Lord, like, why am I feeling this way? Right. 
Like what? Because then you don't want to just walk around every five minutes. Like, no. hey, you didn't speak to me, so right. can we have a conversation? Well, hopefully, you're not getting offended that often. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Yeah, and if you are, <laughs> if you if you are a person who is just finding yourself constantly offended, offended, um, like you need to ask the Lord, like, Lord, mm-hmm. what's going on? I do think sometimes like offense is like forgiveness. It's a muscle, and the more you use it, the more you, the more better you get at it. Oh, that's good. And like, so forgiveness, like. Um, I have been taught to forgive my entire life and just say like, or uh, sorry, uh, ask forgive, forgive ask uh-huh. for forgiveness. Like I'm sorry, whatever. And if you haven't been taught to do that, it is it does not right. come naturally. And if me. you haven't been taught to not take offense, right? Like if it's just easy for you to take offense, yeah. then that's like you're saying it's a muscle that yeah. you've been training for a while. Yeah. And so, but if you have if you have like for years just not forgiven and not always try to see the best in people or like mm-hmm. have grace like it gets easier to get offended yeah and you start to become cynical and stuff um and i'm gonna say this i, I wanted to say this er, um earlier in the day i knew we we're gonna we talk about this um i want to encourage people to be careful what you dwell on mm. um so like for instance this happened to me today it was very interesting. So real and relevant. so right now. Um, I was at lunch, and I was um, making my lunch, whatever, and I had this thought that came to my mind about some things some people said to me a couple years ago, mm. um, and <laughs> and it was crazy. What? I was just laughing at how the enemy will bring up stuff from I years know. ago. And it came years. out of nowhere. Yeah. I wasn't... It had to do with a certain... I'm not even going to go into it. Mm-hmm. It had to do with something from my life. Had and nothing in that moment had anything to do with that. Right. Like, but I was just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It popped in my mind. I started going over what they said. Right. And immediately, Lene, I started coming up with retorts. Uh-huh. Like what I was going to say back then. Right. This was like five years ago. Wow. And this happened. Wow. Five years ago. And... I started feeling myself... Battlefield of the mind. Yes. Right I started here. feeling myself getting angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally angry. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. I was, I was, I had that thing, what you just said, like, well, then this next Sunday or whatever, when I see them, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. Yep. And, I, and it, it, when I said that... I, I already have a game I, plan most caught, of the time. <laughs> I caught myself. I was like, wait, like, me and this person are good right now. Yeah. This is not an issue. Like, what is happening? Right. And I realized... Like, thank God, I saw the enemy's plan. Like, he's just nasty. And <laughs> and be careful what you dwell on. Yeah. Leave the things that are under the cross under the cross. Yep. And we never go back to the things we've we've dealt with or we we've um that hurt us without Jesus because mm-hmm. we don't resurrect things that are under the blood Ooh. um without him because he's the only person who can do that. And when Jesus. you whenever you do that, you actually enlisted a spirit of death instead of. Um, resurrection life and so like i had to just stop myself in the moment and like mm-hmm. actually ask for forgiveness like lord yeah. i gotta stop it was yeah. and i'm not usually like that um but it was something that happened a long time ago it yeah. really hurt my feelings and mm-hmm. i was really hurt about it and um but yeah like be careful what you dwell on and like the mind like you said is the mm-hmm. battlefield mm-hmm. for the christian yeah um yeah so um when you're hurt mm-hmm and um, and sometimes these things happen, especially like in family, and there's a fence on both sides, 
And sometimes you can get to the place where you want to reconcile, but the person doesn't. Or maybe you want to reconcile, but you really just can't bring yourself to even talk to that person. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) The best way that I can say, like, what to do in that moment is to just pray for them. It is hard to, to hate someone who you're serving. Yeah. And serving like faithfully and yeah. like in and loving on. So can I just say like yeah. the first time I had to do that? Yeah. Where um we hadn't reconciled, no. but um I started to like okay I'm gonna pray for those who, who spitefully use me. You're not gonna say it. No. Okay. But it is like that first time that you say like, Lord bless them. <laughs> Lord, like your voice is like shaking. <laughs> like the bless is not even genuine. It's like you have to write it down. Bless. Them. Bless them so hard <laughs> that it knocks them out. <laughs> but it is hard. But you're right, though. Like, you, the Uh-oh. more you start saying it, and and I would just even say, like, thank you for how you're going to move in this situation yeah. and how you're going to reconcile this, but you're going to bless them and yeah. all that they do. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal the effect that, that will yeah. have on not only your own per, your own heart, um, but really the relationship, like yeah. I've had relationships mended because I chose to bless people mm-hmm. even like in private where they'll never yep. know. Like yep. I really feel like it shifts the spiritual Come atmosphere. On. I was going to say that's more real though. Yeah. Like even more real more than real. going to them yeah. and like, you know, confronting them. Yeah. It's actually more real to speak life in the spiritual yeah. realm yeah. about it. I gave that example where. I had this person who we were kind of estranged, and I and I started to pray for that person, and then like, then like, after just two days of praying for them, they texted me and like we were restored after that, mm-hmm. and like we we had an opportunity to talk about like what happened and mm-hmm. everything, but but I I know it had to do with me like offering up prayer yep. and and all that stuff, so it's good. What happened to your phone? <laughs> I don't know. It just shut off. Because I'm done. Um, yeah, so pray for them and, um, and it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't and read it upside down. Healthy heart sustains, sustains revival. revival. Yep. This is the part about revival nobody wants to talk about. Yep. Is having healthy hearts and, um, and, uh, being healthy. Yeah. I don't know why it's doing that. No. That's weird. All right. Well, so, yeah. maybe your phone's trying to tell us that it's over. It's over. Huh. An hour. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Hmm. Are we going to have a podcast next week? Yes. I have an idea for it, too. I don't know if... Oh. We, we have an office party next week at lunch. I'll be here. <laughs> well, it's not here. <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> I'm um, here every Thursday. Why am I not invited? I need advice on what I'm going to get for Christmas, Lene. Oh, no. I don't know what I'm going to get. I need advice on how to get money for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I can't help you. Yeah, I know. I know. We uh, li- we literally have to save all year long. Like the first I... year we first year we were married, we got caught. Mm-hmm. And because like when you're not married, you don't buy people for Christmas. Right. When you're a married couple, you have to all of a sudden be like buying goods Thank for people you. or whatever, or an adult, I guess. And so like, and so we did that, and like we. Like, oh, this is why you have credit cards. Yes. <laughs> and then we, we paid those off, and then quickly we were like, we cannot do that again. Yeah. And so we, we had to put aside money, like, every month. Yeah, see, I don't have credit cards. Oh, nice. But I have been You don't have credit cards for real? No. Dang. Yeah. How do you have, do you have a credit score? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I pay bills, so okay. there's well, how do, still... How do you have... You don't have any credit cards? No credit cards. Crazy. I know. 
I mean, I have my debit card. Well, you shouldn't have a credit score then. Have you ever had a credit card? No. Then you don't have a credit score? Yes, you do. When you pay your... your um, I Your just... car payment goes on your credit. Your light bill. Your um, cable. Oh, so you all have, that. You, you have lines of credit. Yes. But you don't have a credit card. No. Right. Okay. Well, okay. I cause... thought I was kind of clear on no, that. No, because I used to not have credit cards until like right before we bought our house. Uh huh. We were living. We were living in that apartment across from the light where Luke mm-hmm. lives over there. Um, I had never had a credit card. Before. Right. I was like twenty six, um, maybe twenty seven. And um, never had a credit card. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, okay, well, how's your credit to buy your house? And I was right. like, uh, I don't know, like zero? Yeah. <laughs> and well, no, because the last time I didn't, this is so like personal, but oh. the last time I bought a car, not this past time, but the time before. You stole it. They were like, you oh. should probably get a credit card because it helps build your, yeah. like, because you don't have a lot against you. Right. So, but you don't have a lot for you. Yeah. So, but I just don't want to get caught up, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it, I don't want to get caught up in the... We we have to use them as like tools. Yeah. And you definitely have to have self control for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and I would say anybody who's like who feels that way, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm not saying you feel this way, but is like, Ugh, I think I'd abuse it, don't get it. That's there's other ways Oh no, to, that is so me. Okay, okay. There's other ways to get money. <laughs> because like, you know, I can tell you right now, Black Friday would have been swipe, 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 oh swipe, swipe. Goodness. Reach your limit, yes. <laughs> what, what would you have bought on Black Friday? Oh, a lot of stuff. I struggle with Black Friday because we go like every year, and we go out like um, it used to be a lot more fun. I know when you went on Friday. Yes, Yes, like early, like three in the morning, two in the morning. It's horrible now. Now like Thursday night at six o'clock. It's bad. But anyways, we go when I'm full and I'm sleepy. Thank you. We go every year, and every year we go, I have nothing that I need to get. Yeah, like nothing. Sometimes we get like some random toys for the kids that we're you know trying to get on sale or whatever. Yeah. Oh, see, that's when I get all, well, all the, the good stuff. Like I don't need it. That's when I get the boys' new controllers for the PS4s. Yeah. When I get all their games. Yeah. Because it's so cheap on Black yeah. Friday. But now you can do it all online. You don't even have to go out. Yeah, Cyber Monday. I just no on or Black Friday you Cyber can Cyber Friday. Yeah, you can go online that day and at midnight Thanksgiving. Mm. You can order. I, that's what I did this year. The best, I ordered all my stuff. The only time it ever worked out for me was, was it maybe last year? Like I, um, I got my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, I was like my Christmas present, or maybe I used the money I got from smoking turkeys or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but like I got my Xbox. And it was uh-huh. like 150 bucks. Yeah. I got it on Black Friday, but every other time it's like I don't. Need yeah, but any it's of a stuff. good time to get vacuum cleaners. Like if you need a new vacuum cleaner. Don't. Um, new griddles and Kathy, I know you hear me. Um, she need a griddle or something? Well, she let me borrow her griddle. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And you... I still have it. Oh, I was about to say you broke it. And it, it was before I built this house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, okay. you, she definitely forgot about it until now. No, she remembers. Oh, she keeps talking. I'm sure she remembers. Does she keep asking you about it or something? No, she doesn't ask me for it, but she remembers. Every once in a while, we say a little joke about it, but... Well, you just gave her her griddle back. Because we use it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kathy. Uh, uh, so awkward right now. <laughs> now you have to give it back to I her. know. Now I got to take it to her house tonight. Um, oh, wow. Sustaining revival, though. That's good stuff. Just saying. <laughs> no, because I was thinking, like, I think revival, people think it's all about just the... The shakas and the babas. Yeah, the shakas mm-hmm. and the babas, but it's really about growing in the Lord, and then yeah, and then all that other stuff happens because we're personally yeah. growing in the Lord. Yeah, you look at like 
all the the revivals that have happened, Azuzu, or even people who like um, sustained revival, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were really powerful at one point in their life. But at the end, a lot of them don't end well. Mm-hmm. And you start researching what happened, and they just didn't have fruit right. in their life. Right. And like it was they, all about the other. Yeah, and stuff, like, yeah. and they were powerful. Or maybe they did it. I want point. it all. Like, can I do we too. get it all? Can, I do too. Can I grow in the Lord and have signs and yeah. wonders and have that kind of stuff? I know. Like, it's a gold tooth. I, I <laughs> <laughs> like all these people. They don't. They don't end well. I Amy know. Simple, um, Catherine Kuhlman. Like all these people, they didn't end well. Like mm-hmm. Catherine Kuhlman talked about the the thing that like caused her to to really um i don't know if it was a die or just like really become upset and and she said it was betrayal yeah but she had been betrayed Mm -hmm. and then she couldn't deal with it yeah um and so like these things have literally crippled revival in our nation right and i believe the lord is calling for people to come and this is the, the word that i've been feeling for a while it's in power and purity and mm. power in the miraculous signs and all the things we love and or, but also in purity of heart wow and love towards one another and like and um love yeah, god so. and love others change the world change the world hey love connect change <laughs> that's it for this week's podcast guys all right bye bye